Welcome to the Look of Love podcast. The Look of Love, living up to it, looking up to it, and loving through all that comes with it. This is a bi-weekly podcast where we discuss us, our marriage, and our observations on all things life. I'm Valerie, the wife. And I'm Phil, the husband. Yeah, the wife is the more important part. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Okay, I'm not going to keep track of where we are and which episode and how long it's been. Well, it is episode 23. Okay, that's why he's here, folks. <laughs> um, this is actually a late night session because yeah. when the bear screams out that she's bored out of her mind because she had a really lazy day where she didn't even bathe, so it's really all her fault, um, Philip says... It's time to do a show. Yes, yes. The, so the bear must be entertained. <laughs> so this is kind of all over the place. I've been having a lot of conversations with my girls about relationships. Right. Every single one of my girlfriends is in a relationship. Right. Oh, um, wow. This is actually. I just realized that when I said that out loud. <laughs> um, but it's just really interesting to see. One, how everyone is maneuvering through relationships mm -hmm. because I get an opportunity to kind of see, like, you know, like who they are through mm -hmm. love, you know? Um, the other piece of it is just being in this position of being the old maid, like... Old maid? <laughs> you know, like, people really do spend a lot of time trying to figure out, like, you know, how do you still, you know, stay married? Um, and, you know, the first thing I always tell anyone who asks me or who's, like... In awe of our relationship, I was just like, yo, like, you don't know a couple. Like, you'll never know a couple. No, no. Um, no. Phil and I actually do believe in the united front. We've talked a lot about that. Yeah. Oh, see, that was one we were talking about. Yeah, united front. The united front. front. Um, <laughs> just rules about the united front. And so it's not that we're lying. It's that, you know, we really do pride ourselves in having enough skills to work through our stuff by ourselves. Yeah, um, that's true. And I would say even being honest enough to know when we possibly would need help. Yeah. Um, but we're probably not going to get that help from you because you're not a professional. <laughs> so, so I think it's more about like if we're putting ourselves out into the space, we're, we're going to be a couple and we're going to remember why we enjoy each other and we'll figure the rest out later, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of what we've been talking about, um, and it made me think about some things I've seen online and on Instagram, um, just this idea of settling, compromising. Right. Um, so first, I'll just read a little quote. This is from John Kem. He's the angry therapist online, if you ever want to check him out. <laughs> um, this is what he wrote down. All right. It was longer, but I took the end of it because that pretty much launches this conversation. Right. Wait for someone who chooses to stay by you and stay by your side. Wait for someone who doesn't want anyone else. Wait for someone who believes in your story. And wait, because if you don't, you'll have to start all over. Don't settle. That became... It kind of went like, you know, semi-viral and right. he was just like, I didn't, you know, I just wrote it in the middle of the night because I was thinking about where I was in my own relationship and that's what came to me and it resonated with a lot of people. So this idea of waiting. Right. 
Do you agree or disagree with what he says? Um, I would definitely agree, you know. Okay. Because um, I can only wish that I had waited instead of trying to just jump into a relationship. And Ooh, I didn't think that you were going to say that, but that's so true. But, you know, I kind of did kind of drag, drag myself through a couple of situations that, you know, I really should have waited and focused on, the, focused on other things. See, that's so funny because we often talk about this, but it's like, what makes you, you? Mm-hmm. And it's like, because you went through those relationships, are you the person in a relationship now? Like, did that make you your partner? Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's, you know? the, well, that's the whole caveat about life, period. Yeah, you're just like, that if I remove in, my experiences, yeah, right? In, in spite of your regrets, you would not be the person that you are without them. Yeah. You know? I feel like the only thing I would say that I think, because I agree with you, um, I've always thought to myself, hmm, like I actually feel like I was a better wife in my 30s than I was in my 20s. Right. Because I feel like the tw- your 20s are for just trying to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think Find that's... Your place. Yeah, and I think that's also like... So, okay, see, this is why sometimes we just want to script things out a little bit for y'all. Today, when I was unbathed and being lazy, I fell into this movie called um, The Secret Lives of Pippa Lee. Robin, why don't leave me alone? (laughs) It was not on Lifetime, just before you say anything smart. Um, Robin Wright is in it, House of Cards, and then Blake Lively, you know, she used to want to act, but now she's married to Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, so in short, it's just like this woman who like has a mother who you know has some kind of bipolar disorder of some sort, you know? Right. Um, but she feels responsible for like making sure her mother's happy. And mm-hmm. in doing so, she, you know, becomes this person who is, you know, pill popping and living her young life. And then she finds a man who's like everything she th- wants and, she settles into him and it's it's perfect until it's not. Right. And the thing about settling that I find very hard to talk about is that I feel like people evolve and people change and you have your seasons and you might find love in those seasons. And so it's like if you've just started settling into one form of yourself, how do you even know that you're settling? Like, cause we're never done, you know? I mean, the more I thought about what settling is versus compromise, I think I can view settling as something that's a rather a passive action and compromise is a more active one. Ladies and gentlemen, you just see what I'm talking about. You know, the times when you're just you super, super smart. Like I, I mean, love the way you broke that down. I mean, do you discuss what you're settling for? No, it's something you kind of people kind of come to terms with in, in their minds as, as things are, as things are oh, going. Oh, because settling is a gradual process. Yeah, you're right. Process. But compromise is something that you kind of deal with. Right yeah, there, head right on, there, head on. Okay, let's go back. You're going to tell me about a time that you feel like you settled in a relationship. Okay, definitely. I definitely settled in a relationship um, in the uh, mid two thousand, in the uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Okay, when I was three. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was with someone, you know, that uh, I definitely, you know, looking back, well, even at the time, I was wondering if I really should have taken it that seriously. 
Um, but it was a it was a relationship that was definitely a reflection of my own self esteem at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, you know I wasn't at the best job. Um, I didn't have a car at the time. You know, I was still uh, working on getting an apartment, um, and I met this young lady, and uh, she seemed nice enough and everything. But you know, she, you know, there were you know, there was a misalignment of priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, to be honest, uh, she was very difficult to introduce to my parents. Very difficult to you know. It, it was fun because she would. You know, wonder, you know, why don't we do this and why don't we don't do that? I'm like, okay, fine, let's do it. And I would, you know, try to introduce her to my friends and it would never work out. Something would always go wrong. It was crazy. Wait, what? Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. It was like, I mean, something would go wrong and stop those moments from happening? Yeah, or like completely sabotage. The moment, the moment, would, be, or the moment would be completely sabotaged. You think she was sabotaging it? Yeah, definitely. She was. She was. She was scared of the relationship moving, moving, actually moving forward. You know, actually, actually integrating her into my life. You know, got it. Like you know, when I tried to only, only my, only my, only my father met her, and that was completely at random. Mm-hmm. You know, because I needed a ride somewhere, and she happened to be with me. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so why do you feel like you were settling? I guess. Like what? Like I. Well, I mean, because I mean, you know, she, uh, you know, she was definitely not a woman that I was proud enough to make an effort to even meet my mother. You know, mm-hmm. um, she was a woman that um, I uh, that did not reflect the pride that I had in myself. You know, I wasn't. You know, it was a yeah. It was a relationship born out of you know uh, loneliness and, and again, a little bit of desperation. I'll be, I'll be honest. You know, um, it was somewhere, it was, it was definitely a situation that I felt I uh, deserved better and deserved more. And, um, you know, I, I learned a lot about where I was at the time. So what what happened for you to kind of accept the fact that you were settling? Accept it? I don't think I ever accepted it. I, I know my resentment was building. Because there were other mm. things. That, yes, there, that was the word I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, there were there were there, there were other things that occurred that, you know, um, you know, I shouldn't have let slide, and I did, and you know, in, in the end, you know, we uh, broke up over something silly, you know, but it was really, you know, probably more indicative of the breaking point that we were at at that at that time, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I was. Uh, I was still kind of in the throes of my uh, self-esteem issues, even at that time. Although I think in that breakup, I was starting to see, I was starting to see, the, starting to see the light in myself a little bit about where I wanted and what I wanted to go and what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, maybe, maybe, maybe in a way, I kind of maybe passively did accept it for letting it go 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 on as long as it did. Um, but. Uh, I definitely uh, had had a breaking point from a from the you know resentment standpoint. You know she you know she she cheated on me. Just to be honest with you, mm-hmm. I feel like the that that word resentment is always well. It's one of the scariest words. I think I I hate the idea of like right. resentment right. and like building resentment and all that. Mm-hmm. And I 
And I also feel like sometimes when I hear myself talk or if I'm listening to other women talk about the relationships, I hear like, like there's this, this whisper of resentment, if not a full on like screen falling down, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, usually what I'm, when I think about settling, I just feel that when you, there's something about resentment that builds that lets you know, like, I'm settling, I'm settling. And mm-hmm. I think what's so funny, I, I, I have two relationships that I would deem to be like significant enough for me to think about like the time to become resentful. Right. Um, and I, you know, I've told Phil about this. So like, for instance, there's, there's one guy who I definitely think of in terms of like, oh, you went to American University, you're smart and he, right. you know, date the resume, right. um, go golfing on Sundays. Um, and I remember thinking that this guy probably would take the prize for making me feel special. Right. But I knew that our love was not special. Right. Because it just was not love, you know? Right. Um, and then on the flip side, I have a relationship where there's a guy where I'm like, no, our love is special. But I actually know that I am probably not the only one. <laughs> so the love is special, but I am not special. Um, and then I felt like, like, like this whole relationships were going to be like in this world of like extremes. Like, right. either the love and the connection is magical, or either you feel like magic. And thinking like, I don't know if there's this place called love where both exist, right? Um, you know, the idea of settling, it's supposed to be, and this is, I had to look it up to make sure I, right. I knew it. Right. It's like you're actually setting, settling when you let go of things that are important to who you are, your beliefs, and how you want to be loved. Right. So it's like totally different from compromise. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I feel like sometimes one too many compromises could lead to settling? Like, do you ever feel like, do you feel like you've had to compromise? What do you feel like you you had to compromise to come to this point of being loved and loving? Well, I mean, just, that's funny because, you know, I think about that. It's hard not to think in practical terms. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say probably, you know, limiting my, you know, it may sound a little cold, but limiting my chances to relocate. You know, for other other opportunities. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, like literally putting down roots somewhere with someone, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, kind of removes me from that mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, that's true. But at the same time, it's like the thing about compromise is compromise always infers a larger context. Yeah, it always infers that there's a greater good at work here. And, you know, yeah. and that, you know, and and while we're settling, it's a very personal thing, I think, and and almost one sided. Yeah. You know, because like I, like we, I just said, you don't even discuss. Yeah. <laughs> you're settling. It's moments. just always the settling moments is, are in your head, you know, and although probably even though probably both parties probably sense that happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think each party probably sense when the settling is happening, but the compromise is definitely more direct. But I mean. You you, uh, you asked me specifically, just like, do you feel like there have been some compromises that you've made, right, in order to kind yeah. of be well, in this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I can't say I've made, you know, I can't really, it isn't, I don't know. I mean, nothing that I've, I, I look at the things that I've accepted and learned, and I guess when I see the grander effect of those decisions. It doesn't really come up to you as a compromise. Yeah, well, I guess it makes me understand the essence of the compromise, so it's hard to look at it with a, with a negative connotation. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I so I it's, I, I guess so, sometimes you make so many little concessions, but yeah. yeah, I don't I don't think about it. But um, but or then again, maybe I haven't compromised as much as I should have. Right? Mm. Say it again, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, as men, I mean, maybe we think we're compromising, but you know, we're probably only do about five percent. I feel like <laughs> the thing that I think about so much is that, like, I don't know. I hope I don't get emotional talking about this. Mm. Like, I do feel like there was a part, like, the young young me was just, like, just not even interested in marriage. Like, right. despite getting married super, super young. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, when was young you? When you were 10? Um, yeah. So it's like this. I do feel like I remember the first time I judged my mom. Right. And that judgment was totally ill-placed um, because I was young and just a total arrogant bitch. Um, but I definitely felt like, God, like you gave all, you gave up life to, for these two roles, mother and wife. And it seems like you coming up short. You know, like you're not really. Was this the bargain? Like you wanted to be like this? I just is remember. This, is this what you signed up for? Yes, I right. remember just right. thinking to myself, like yeah. the more titles you get, the more compromise you have to make. Yeah. And there's no way that without those list of compromises, you can tell me that you're not settling. Right. And just thinking, step one, like, is this like a woman's burden? Like, are we just made to settle and into compromising? Um, and just really thinking about just like the gender, like the roles that we ha accept and fall into, like sometimes feel like the like the trap of compromise that we just always have to be mother enough, wife enough, woman enough. Maybe not a trap, but more so an illusion. I mean, you use an illusion to trap. <laughs> like I just. I don't necessarily think of compromise as something negative, but I think of compromises as a, like almost like a potential misstep. Like, what are you compromising on? If it's something like, you know, like actionable items, then I feel like, fine. But how many of the things and actions are tied to your person? Like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I well, think it's always tough, and I always wonder, like, you know, at what point are you going to feel like you've compromised yourself out of yourself? Well. These are all things a husband wants to hear. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, it's just, you know, I look at the word compromise and I still think of the fact that it, 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 it's around the basic assumption of a give and take. That, you know, we're agreeing on something that will be mutual beneficial to us in in the long term, or in the, on, on the bigger scheme of things, yeah, you know, over, or just for the overall harmony of the environment, yeah. You know? So, you know, it's like I think I look at settling as something where 
you're just uh, you're you're choosing to take the L. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, that was very clear. You're you're right. You know, like, the you know, feeling like, of compromise and the feeling of settling are totally different. I mean, look at it as a basic as a basic deal structure. If it's a compromise, then hey, I'm taking forty percent because you were responsible for getting the deal to this point, mm-hmm. and I was only responsible for providing the content. But if I'm settling, then you know I'm just accepting the fact that you're a big conglomerate and I'm just a little guy. And all, everything I do is owned by you, and I'm, I'm lucky to have the credit on the product. No, you say that, <laughs> and literally, like, one of the biggest factors in, like, when, when um, you know, you're supposed to evaluate if you're in a position where right. you're settling right. is actually this idea that you're out of control or that they're, like, you're the one who exactly. constantly has to change. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and you know that sounds honestly abusive. Yeah, so in my mind, I'm like, oh, maybe those two things kind of are connected. But you know, there are a couple of things. Like, so if you're thinking about, okay, well, am I in a settling state? The first thing is, have you compromised your relationship with yourself? And that I thought was super powerful because it's like you can lose sight of who you are just getting kind of like in the weeds of things. Yeah. So yeah, it's, you yeah, know, just the sure. idea of like putting yourself in sight enough for you to keep track of that, I think mm-hmm. is super important. Yeah. Um, do you feel supported by your partner? Um, three, is it easy for your partner to jump into like character assassinations? Like, mm. that's what I'm saying. It sounds borderline abusive. Um Change control was number four, and then number five was just this idea of feeling emotionally or physically unsafe. Mm. Again, it's like this is an abusive relationship yeah. if you're settling. Yeah. Yeah. And then ultimately, it's almost like the worst abuse is the one that you're giving you know, to yourself. Yeah. Um, what I was thinking about is that you know, in, in everything that I was reading about, you know, settling and compromise and just like overall like happiness or fulfillment in relationships... It boiled down to, do you feel like you and your partner have the same definition of love? Right. Um, Because in that definition comes this idea, or I guess a normed lens on how that person wants to be loved, and just really thinking if you're living up to that definition um, to just avoid the, you know. The sense of doubt. yeah. Yeah. So give it to me. You know, well, now you're on trial. Well, okay. I, was, I mean, you know, at this point in my life, you know, it's the way I'm perceiving love and I perceived it is that, you know, your love is uh, the certainty of the bonds, you know, that are important to me in my life. You know, the very fiber of the strength of those bonds. And, you know, love is like a test that's been passed and is being retaken again and again. You know, you know, with every victory and every failure that I've experienced, um, you know, it's uh, you know, beyond that, you know, uh, love is a uh, you know, like I said, just it's something that uh, that that provides for me the uh, a sense of clarity um, about you know a sense of clarity about life. Uh, a sense of clarity about self, 
yeah. and about you know what it means to be uh, what it even means to be human, really. I would say, as I stare into your eyes, <laughs> I feel like I would. Now you make me feel like I have to say something deep because you're always so fucking deep. <laughs> I feel like right now, I would say, I like what you said about clarity. That's what's really sticking with me. I feel like love is magic because. I mean, if you really, really, really think about it, when two people get together, you, those could have been any two people, you know? So just the idea that, like, all of your experiences and your person has brought you to and then poof something of a connection that isn't necessarily, like, visible is created, right? So it's like there's a bit of magic in love, um, and I feel like you have to believe it like there is magic, so you can kind of like treat it well, like you know, like it's a superpower type of thing. It's sure thing, yeah. Yeah, and then I think there is this piece of it that's like love is work, and just accepting that, like, yo, it's work. <laughs> yeah, real work. Yeah, um, you know, because it's like you're not going to just have that magic live every day without like some work. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like there's this idea that, like, it does give you, like, purpose. And I do, you know, you know, sometimes when I think about, like, you know, like the old people, you know, I love old people. When <laughs> old people are alone, I just, you know, that's what makes my little dragon heart sad. Um, because it's like, yo, like, when you're alone, like, what's the point? Like, it's not even just about, like, you know, I'm not talking about being a bachelor or a bachelorette. I'm talking about just being straight, like, fucking lonely. Yeah. You don't have that clarity that you're talking about. Like you don't, you know, sometimes like you do need to have someone there to remind you to kind of wake up, you know, like take on the day or just wake up and do like, because if it's just you, you might actually just be like existing, you know, without yeah. love. So I, yeah. you know, I think it's something super valuable. I think unfortunately it's so valuable that I think people just lose themselves in love. And I think this is what we're talking about. It's like, you can get so into your love that you forget to love yourself and just really being able to figure out like, how did you define love that you wanted and are you getting it? But then also just this idea of like, what's important to you yeah. and are you able to still pursue those things? Yeah, don't confuse compromising with, with settling, you know? Yeah, definitely. I feel like what, if you could kind of like give advice to your old self, like, would you tell yourself, like, in my mind, I, I mean, I already know this about you, but you were definitely, like, a relationships guy. Yeah. So yeah. is it, like, did you just, should you have walked into, would you tell your old self to just have some more fun with girls? and? Yeah, I would have told myself to relax and all the... To relax. Yeah, to relax. <laughs> As the... Uh, the great Joe Budden says, "Relax." Um, yeah, I wish I told myself, my young self, to relax and really uh, enjoy my youth and not get so serious about relationships. Get so serious about every girl that you meet. Um, you know, don't be a dog either. But yeah, um, but have fun and be honest and keep it moving. You know, I yeah, wish, I wish I had told myself that. I would have saved a lot of time. 
I mean, I, it's so funny because if I think about my young self, it's, I have to think about me being a young wife, like, because oh my, my young self wasn't really out that long. Mm. Um, <laughs> 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 it's like, well, damn, oh girl, boy. you should you should have been dipping it and doing oh. it before you met Philly. Oh my god! No, I feel like you know. I guess I would say to to be to not be so selfish actually I guess the opposite of you right like part of me feels like I'm happy that you were who you you know were when I was in my 20s because it's just this idea that like oh god I just feel like you're never you're not really developed I felt like I took like being a wife is like okay the house is clean Okay, I want to make him happy. Like it was like, oh, I want to make sure he's happy. Like that's really what my not my focus was, but you know what I mean. Like as far as like when I closed the door from the world and came home, mm-hmm. I felt like being a wife was like this thing, um, and I wanted to do the thing very well. And I feel like thirty, you know, wife is like if you don't. If you don't accept that, you know, being a wife is actually a person and not a thing. Right. You're going to forget to be a person for him. Right. Yeah. So, like, I would just, you know, maybe tell myself to just, like, you know, evaluate what you're walking into. Like, you know, I just feel like I can always get away with everything. So I just jump into (laughs) it. Like, I'll be fine. I'll work it out. So just, like, really maybe just thinking more about my heart, probably just, like, because I don't necessarily feel like I know what I need. I just know when I like, I know what I like, mm-hmm. but I still don't feel like I know exactly what I need, <laughs> you know, which is why I need so fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I feel like that's, that's it for me. I yeah. feel like that was a good one. It's going to make me think. Yeah. A little bit more about just. Yeah, I mean, I hope we uh, make our, our listeners take a closer look at, uh, you know, what you think you uh, may have given up. Oh, you say that and, and you yet, reminded me. Keep, keep, keep going. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, you, we, we, we may have given up, um, but uh, what you may have gained um, as well. Um, you know, there are, you know, there are several intangible things that, you know, relationships, our relationships can bring to us. Um, when we uh, choose to be uh, our better selves by making decisions that, you know, maybe at one stage in life would have seemed daunting and impossible. Uh, but in the larger context of what you're trying to build, uh, would only, uh, you know, add on, you know, to your situation. Um, you know, I always want to give you guys some homework. So I was like, wait, wait, I know how to end this without it making it seem like I'm throwing you away. Mm-hmm. Um, this is someone I follow on Instagram whom I just love. Um her name is Sarah Kubrick. K U B U R I C. Kubrick. 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 Yeah, Kubrick. Um, but she's actually the millennial dot therapist. And what I like about it is like just these little quick little things and exercises or just you know quotes. And this was one that I think is applicable to this situation. Seven questions. If you're in a relationship right now and you're just, you know, want to be reflective on all this, like compromising versus um, settling self, seven questions to ask yourself and hopefully ask of one another if you're sitting with your partner right now. One, do I have permission to be myself in this relationship? Two, 
Am I staying in this relationship because I'm scared of being alone? Three, do my partner and I have healthy boundaries? Four, what is my intuition telling me about my relationship? Five, what are my expectations in this relationship? Six, does this relationship support my growth? And lastly, how does my partner generally make me feel? Okay? Six questions, millennial.therapist, you'll love her. Yeah. Talk to your partner, talk to yourself. Make sure you're not settling. Make sure you're not building that uh, ball of resentment. Yes, please. All right. You know where to find us, but I'm sure he'll list it now. Yes, you will find us on Spotify at anchor.fm and hopefully uh, back on SoundCloud soon, if any of you care about SoundCloud still. (laughs) Oh, God, here we go. (laughs) All right, guys, stay in love. Bye. Take care.